everyone, and welcome to the Rival and Queen podcast. If you're new here, I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're happy you're, you're joining here. us. And it's Thursday. It's Thursday, our favorite day of the week. We love you. We're back. We love you. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who are new, we are two best friends, basically taking on all the unknown things, Sarah, that we don't know so we can... Learn more. We're discovering the world. <laughs> no, be our most queenly selves. Oh, we're learning how to become our most queenly selves. That is always it. I really missed the cue on that one. That's like, <laughs> I thought you'd feel that. I know. I Do you know what? My vibes have been off the last few days because my sleep hasn't been good. So my intuition's been a little foolish. You're delayed. Yeah. Okay. And like, listen, the other, I'm going to tell you this because this was very embarrassing for me. Oh, our our producer is just making... Not doing his job properly in the background. <laughs> we'll just cut this part out. Everything's been a little delayed on on you know the intuition, my motor skills even. And the other night when I was making dinner for Your someone, motor I dropped so much food on myself. I've never been so embarrassed. <laughs> Your boobs got it. Yep, and my shoes. Like every like Your I was shoes. actually just like this is really embarrassing. Like, I'm not normally this messy, but you know you just need a good. Anyways, that's so I funny. missed the cue. We are here to live our most queenly lives. And so you can live your most queenly life too. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and maybe share it with a friend. We love, we love getting new people in our community. New followers. We love you guys. New listeners, all the things. Okay. So a number of, we just had Easter. So much chocolate. Did you have a lot of chocolate? Um, I ate a lot of mini eggs and they're really hard to gauge Ooh. when you're just having handfuls and they're so tiny. That's why I don't And know. so sweet. And oh my cake. gosh. My mom made like a turtle cheesecake. I had a food hangover after. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't that bad. Like I, I felt went, lethargic. Mm, I didn't have the only mini eggs I had are when I made cookies. Remember the cookies? Thing? Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> How could I? Traumatized. If you don't follow so, oh. our Instagrams every now and again, we've been doing this a lot lately. When we start making video posts about the other person, yeah. <laughs> and then we just respond to each other. But I thought it was great. I had so many people writing and being like, "Now we can all rest easy and have a good Easter." Now that Sarah's delivered the cookies, I made you mini egg cookies. They were very good, as per my request per your request but i took like three days to get them to you Mm -hmm. and uh no one was happy i took a lot of heat for that well the thing is she started the process which i know you like to like chill the batter prep so she was uh, we were on the phone and you were saying how you were getting the cookies ready but then you prefaced it with saying like i'm not i'm not making them tonight though so i was like damn it okay but then the next night you did like some another I don't know it was just felt like a really long process. It was Friday night. I had people over. I made them. I didn't mm-hmm. deliver them to you. Yeah. And I was getting heat through Instagram because Ashley was craving the cookies. Well, I don't eat a lot of sweets, especially not cookies. But Ooh. when I'm looking forward to cookie, like I'm dreaming about having a cookie. Like you I wanted, wanted it. it like that <laughs> minute. Anyways, that well, was fun. We, thank, thank you. I did drop them off at 9.08. I couldn't sleep. I was so stressed. I woke up and I had like video messages from people telling me that like I was torturing you, which I thought you was were. hilarious. You were. Anyways, not those. We really, that was the divide. Team Ashley and Team Sarah became very clear mm-hmm. in the community <laughs> over Cookie Gate. It's <laughs> very true. I love that. I do want to, well, actually you say what you want to say and then I'll tell you what I want to tell you. Okay. Well, I just want to say who we have on the podcast. Yes, let's today. do it. It's a beautiful episode. <laughs> um, we have Chris Green on, who is a celebrity hairstylist. 
in Ooh. LA. He's here oh. in Halifax right now because of COVID. So we're happy to have him back. From Kippen's Newfoundland. Oh yeah, that's right. From Newfoundland. We have some mutual friends, which is beautiful. Yeah, it was such a lovely episode, but it made me start thinking about hair and hair. We didn't really talk that much about like hair specifically. It's more about Chris's journey to know where he got himself to his basically like his life goal in his career at that time which was in this salon mesh salon in LA but it made me start thinking about we need to talk about our hair trends over the years there or like our hair yours has always been pretty long my so I'm gonna just let's this is perfect I'm glad you (laughs) set this up this way so last night or sorry not last night this is Mark just added this piece out anyways so over Easter I was at my friend Katie's house for dinner with her family mm-hmm. for Easter dinner and her father. We have a really we have fun banter. I'll say we. I make a list of topics actually to bring over that I know he'll be like <laughs> incensed about it. So I like to come with a list prepared. Anyways, he's looking at me halfway through the dinner and it's like, "Have you ever thought of cutting your hair?" He's like, "It's awful long." He's like, "You just go around with your hair like that." Did Katie tell him to say this to upset you? But I was also like, "Have you looked at your daughter whose hair is basically the same length as mine?" And he's like, "I just like haven't you ever tried like a bob maybe? You should just cut it all off." Anyways, I thought that was very funny, but I had had a bob once when I was 15. Just once? Yeah, just once because my hair's curly. It's a lot of work for me to have short hair. Mm. I've had short hair a few times. When I was younger, like probably junior high, I used to do a bob. Ooh, so mm-hmm. stylish. And then I grew it until probably through high school I grew it. And then I've cut it since then like a few times chopped, Yeah, which I don't mind. Sometimes I think about it. But something I will not do ever is Tell go us. dark. Oh. Ugh. Not for you. No. I and mean, I, also I did like, not for me. <laughs> I did it more like ombre, not even ombre. I did darken I it slightly. Is that what it's called? Ombre? Yeah. Oh, during COVID, just because I was like, Effort, and I think a lot of people were doing that as well because it was just so much more difficult to keep up at the time. But I did it, and every time I looked in the mirror, and it wasn't even that dark. Oh yeah, but I hated it. And Sarah did a beautiful job, my hairdresser Sarah Arbuckle. But like, I was just, I felt I love to be light. Hmm. So I'm with you. Don't let me do that. Someone anymore. once put low lights in my hair, brown, and it's the oh. I've this. I'll share this with the community. We'll have to post it. There's a photo of me crying and it's the most pitiful. Because you didn't like your hair? Because I was so (laughs) upset about my hair. I cried for three weeks every time I walked past a mirror. Like I'd be at work and I'd start crying. I can picture that. And it's like, you just gotta go with what you like. I'm not that adventurous with my hair. Although I would like to go to Chris to get it cut sometime. But I like, I don't even like cutting my hair anymore. Just longer, more. Mm -hmm. Just a little trim, a little trim here and there. But let's just say that people that are going to see Chris probably are not crying after they leave the salon or leave his chair. That's for sure. Because his work is beautiful. It's so he's he's incredibly talented. So I'm really excited to have him here in Halifax and to go visit him. Yeah. If everyone anyone's needing a hairdresser or just wants to go and get like a style. I got a blowout a few weeks ago. It was lovely. And you can reach Chris at Chris Green Hair on Instagram. And Green has an E. And we'll have it in the show notes. So you can actually like go follow his work. Book mm-hmm. in with him you if you should. want. Send him a DM. Send him a DM. He He'll hook me. you up. <laughs> so I have a question. If you had to dye your hair any other color, what would you dye it? Dye it? Um, well, I usually just highlight it. But. I know. You mean just like change colors? I think I'd go with like a really 
really strong strawberry blonde. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Are you more? I feel like we're morphing together as mm-hmm. one human. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have pictured that for you. What would you think? But now, what are the other options? Well, you said you didn't like brown, so that's fair. And I don't know what the other. I options feel just are. so washed out in yeah. darker hair. But I just can't see you in a strawberry blonde. I could see. You I in did like that one. Maybe a cool red. I used to. <laughs> Chris will probably kill us for saying this, but I did it. Well, I used to use Sunnit, but I used to use, at the drugstore, there were these packages. It was like a squeezy, squishy, squeezy package. And you could, it was like a semi-permanent. And I actually have a picture. It's on my parents, or was growing up on our wall. It was the picture of Greg and I just like side by side. I think he was graduating from high school. My hair was pretty much like a strawberry blonde. But I dyed it myself. I want to see this I've only photo. done that like Susan, twice in my life. can you please send this to me? Yeah. We look like it's the days of our lives. <laughs> because it, we both have black on and the back is like dark too. And all you can see is like her head and her hair. And I remember I hated that photo so much. But my mom was like, oh, but your brother looks really good in this one. Because I didn't want to pick that one. But she was like, oh, well, Greg looks good. And he's graduating, so. He might have had, like, frost and tips at that time, too. I'm going to find it. Oh, I love that. I'm uh, I'm with you. I, well, I, I do dye my hair strawberry blonde quite often. Mm-hmm. It's it's more blonde now, though. Yeah, right no, now. it is. It, and But I would dye it red. I, I like you. Years ago, when we first met, it was redder. It was, I had red hair. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Ooh, I well, my voice is going in now. Um, I would do like a real bright red. I think, like your mom, like an orangey red. If I if I needed to, that oh. would be the color. I do it. Tomorrow. Well, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> I like blonde on me, but if I had to, that's what I would do. Well, something I think it was Jacqueline Larue telling us years ago. Maybe it was someone else, but let's let's go with that. Is she said that. Just like stick to what looks good on you. If you feel yes. comfortable, you don't need to go into the salon every time and be like, I want to cut my hair. I want to change my hair color. Do what makes you happy. It makes you shine. It makes you shine and feel like your best self. <laughs> I love that. So this episode with Chris is absolutely lovely. So good. It's such a nice story. It's just like a beautiful story. He talks about, as Ash said, his journey from Kippen's Newfoundland all the way to LA and really kind of he had this feeling in his gut he wanted to go there. And mm-hmm. it's really just beautiful to hear the steps that he kind of always was thinking about, okay, what's next? Now, how do I do this? What's mm-hmm. next? And just, and just really like put himself out there too. Yeah. And that's one of the things he said. He's like, you have to tell people what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so he would always share his next step with people, which was so cool to listen how he got to doing like TV shows. And then also there were so many moments that just seemed like meant to be. Absolutely. <laughs> and even stories i hear from him and stuff I'm like wow like his life is so he works so hard and works a lot but like it's such a cool life and industry he loves it and it's so unique to think well and and I think for anyone it's always like inspirational to hear someone who kind of sets their mind to something and how they make that happen Mm -hmm. and also just you know the magical moments that come along with it oh feels so good in the heart so good (laughs) it is a great story well we hope you enjoy should we dive in let's dive right in all right All right, we are so excited to have Chris Green joining us in the studio today. My neighbor. Yes. Yay. Welcome. We were actually just talking about the Queen's Mark because Sarah recently came over and uh, enjoyed the spa. Yeah. You guys are so lucky. She's going to move in. (laughs) 
I'm coming. Oh, you know, I'm just going to actually move in with Chris. <laughs> You'd have fabulous hair all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd have so yeah. much fun. Are you looking for a roommate that to live in who's me? No, there's not a ton of room. <laughs> <laughs> not a ton of room. Thank you for having me, by the way. Yeah, we're so excited. We're so, so it's really interesting. I've followed you for a long time because oh. we do have like some mutual yes. friends like yeah. to, and you used to work with my friend Sarah Arbuckle yes. at Thumpers which is the hair salon in Halifax mm-hmm. how many years ago would that have been like 12 wow 12 or 13 years ago and it did your brother's mm. hair yeah <gasps> well don't even get Sarah started on Greg's hair because she's so into have it. you seen his hair lately <laughs> love it um I am with you great hair. he had it back in a ponytail the, the other COVID day flow. and I took like 20 photos yeah I went home and looked at them yeah and was like oh my god <laughs> yeah it's good it's good Sarah's really feeling that I was really feeling the long hair <laughs> I'm glad that you're with me on this one, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, I support it. You know, it, he has hair still, so maybe just, like, embrace it while it's... 100%. Not that he's going to lose it. Like, let's not say that, but you know what I mean. Guys. Work it yeah. while you got it. Work it Work while, it you, while got you got it. it. But you've been on such... So Chris is a professional hairstylist, for yeah. those of you who don't know, and you've kind of had so many different journeys from city to city, yeah. and more recently, you were in L.A., right? Yes. But the now last, you're back. Yeah, the last six years I was in L.A. <gasps> yeah. And working with some very fancy people, too, right? Yeah. Is that the deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no better place to do that. No, yeah, it was good. That is amazing. Yeah. So you you gave me the most fabulous blowout the other day. I was so excited because, yeah, you've touched, like Sarah just said, celebrities hair. I'm like, okay, yeah. My hair's going to be good if Chris is like uh, being hooked up by all these. <laughs> You're a future celebrity. Well, you have you have great hair, so it's thank you. Not hard. Yet. We've got we both have a lot of hair. You we're, both we're do. lucky. Yeah, I was actually looking at Ashley's hair when we were out the other night for dinner, thinking it looked fabulous, and that was I right did get after. A, a lot of compliments. Ah, yeah, yeah, I did get a lot of compliments. Sweet. So I thank like you. You're <laughs> Anytime. It. Yeah, Anything. I wish I could just come on a regular basis because Sarah and I talk about that, how there's girls that like, well, yeah. you've experienced that, totally. that don't wash their hair. No. Yeah. We want to be in that club. How do we get there? No, <laughs> that's not <laughs> what today's conversation is about. <laughs> no, but we wanted to discuss kind of like your journey on going from, you know, you told me, which was such a fabulous story when you were doing my hair about kind of like, I said, how did you end up in LA at this salon, like Sarah mentioned, that's like filled of really hope, high profile mm-hmm. clients. And like you started in Newfoundland, then Halifax, yeah. Toronto, yeah. LA. And Stephenville, Newfoundland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chris and I are just reminiscing about <laughs> our shared connections. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us kind of about like where you more, were more recently at that salon? Like what that's called? I don't. Yeah. Tell us. <clears throat> so I was at Mesh Salon in Beverly Hills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just going to be like in awe this whole time. I can already feel uh, it. No, it's uh, it's a really busy salon. Um, I think someone said it was the most busy salon in North America. Wow. It's, it's a happening place. It's owned by Tracy Cunningham, who's a celebrity colorist. And Neil Weisberg, and he's he cuts hair, and uh, they're business partners, and they opened this salon together. I think they opened it maybe two years before I got there. Prior to that, they both had their own salons in Beverly Hills, and they were both quite busy and happening places. And uh, yeah, so it's a busy salon. I worked there four days a week. The other three days, I did house calls, which is going to the clients' houses and doing their hair. So that's seven days a week. You're doing Seven hair. days a week, yeah, wow. all the time. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really busy. 
Yeah, it was it was good. Ask me questions. I don't really know. No, I mean, like, <laughs> the, the reason we're so excited to hear this is because I feel like as a hairstylist, it's, you know, that is the place to be when you are mm-hmm. in like yeah. LA, Beverly Hills, you're yeah. working with, you know, everyone is so glam there. You've got celebrities coming through the salon. You've got... You know. Well, fashion's such a big thing there, I feel like, especially in L.A. or yeah. Beverly Hills. Like, you're going out, like, you're probably not going out like Sarah and I. Most well, people. no, there are lots of yoga clothes. Lots, lots <laughs> of, not that you're skirt. wearing yoga clothes. <laughs> but. Well, I'm, I'm pretty cash today. But, I no, there's everything. There's I'm Lululemon to Gucci and Prada yeah. and Fendi and everything else under the sun and... It is kind of fun. Like if there was a new bag or shoe out, it's like you would definitely see it that week <gasps> at the salon, which was kind of cool. And I used to say to my girlfriends back home, like there'd be six or seven shampoo bowls all in a row. And it was just like a fashion show, like the the clothes and the jewelry and the bags and shoes. And it's kind of cool. Oh so God, like I even just going this. to the salon, salon, saloon, salon, <laughs> you need to like, you know, bring your A game a little I bit because you never I think, know. I think some women did for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have like a reality show. Oh yeah. It could have a reality show. <laughs> like, sure. I actually think that would be a fabulous reality show yeah. just to watch the clients coming through the salon. Mm-hmm. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. So you started in Stephenville, Yes. Newfoundland. In Kippins. Is where In I'm Kippins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Newfoundland, which is a small town. Yeah. Now you're at one of the busiest salons in North America. Yeah. How did you, in Stephenville, like, was that your vision from the beginning? Yeah, it kind of was. Or in Kippins, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Um, I didn't know what salon or where, but I knew I wanted to be sort of in the center of it, of pop culture and movies and music and things like that. Growing up, I was obsessed with pop culture, me and my girlfriends, and watching the latest Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera music Mm -hmm. video or performance or doing the VMAs or MTV awards. And so I was always obsessed with all that stuff. And then uh, when it was time... Do you want me to tell my story? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I want want you to. Um, when it was time to go away to university, I was sort of like, oh, I don't really know if that's for me. I wasn't super academic in high school, but I was very social and I loved like chatting with people and I was very creative and I was into the arts and things like that. And so I had said to my parents, like, hey, I'm thinking maybe I'll go to hair school. I was also doing my friend's hair in high school. <laughs> I would, so you were like drawn to it. Yeah, naturally. I was always sort of like my friend Marsha. I would always color her hair and cut her hair. And I've had some, Amazing. you know, bad haircuts on other friends and things like that. Anyway, I was always doing everyone's hair. And I was like, I'm thinking maybe I'll go to hair school, you know. And uh, my parents were very supportive, which was lovely. And uh, I came to Halifax to hair school right out of high school. Graduated in 2001 and moved to Halifax. My parents got me a little bachelor's apartment on Queen Street. And uh, I went to the hair design center when it was on Dresden Row. And uh, I did my hair school and really enjoyed it. And uh, when I got out of hair school, I got a job at the Aveda Salon on Spring Garden Road. It was Life Salon. Mm, Yes. That's where I wanted to work. It was the new salon in town and <laughs> it was all shiny and glass and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Smells I, amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a job there and um, started going away and taking training with Aveda, which was fun. It kind of, you know, let me travel a little bit and learn new things and get out there. And um, <clears throat> from there, I worked at the Aveda salon for four years and, like I said, took a lot of classes and things like that. 
And then I moved down to Thumper's Salon, which was another popular which salon. Was, which was like the salon, I feel like. It was, yeah, it yeah. was like a, it was in a, Halifax. it was a hot spot in Halifax it was for sure. Busy. Yeah, it, was it was a big busy. salon. Yeah, it was carrying Bumble and Bumble from New York when, you know, there was no Sephora. Newer, so things yeah. were hard to get. And yeah, it was a cool spot for sure. Beautiful salon. So nice. It doesn't exist, the original one anymore. No. But it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Mm. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was like four or five stories. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. And so then I worked there for four years and... During that time, I would was sort of what they called the in-salon coach. So I would go away to New York, take training at Bumble and Bumble, and then come back to Halifax and teach it to the fellow colorists and stylists at the salon. And that was lovely as well. And then I got to go to New York a lot, mm-hmm. and that was really <laughs> exciting to me. It was also the time of Perez Hilton and just Jared. And so like paparazzi shots were becoming popular and you kind of knew where celebrities went and where they got their hair done and where Mm -hmm. they shopped. And that was really exciting to me. So I did a bunch of that. And, um, Oh yeah. It was around that time when Perez Hilton and just Jared was all happening that I was like really into celebrity stuff. (laughs) And it was the Olsen twins and Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie and like, shopping at Kitson, like all the stuff. Yeah. And um, I started realizing like, oh, these people don't live in New York, really. They all live in L.A. This is where they're getting their hair done. And so I was like, I need to be in L.A. (laughs) I was also obsessed with Ken Pavis, who I'm still obsessed with. Do you remember Um, him, Sarah? No. Who is this? Yeah. Ken Pavis was a he is a celebrity hairstylist. He was Jessica Simpson's best friend and, you know, went on tour with J-Lo and he did everyone's hair. He was the guy. He he was like the... Oh yeah. Okay. Anyways, I was gonna make a. You know, I don't know. Sarah's not like I'm very into pop culture and like all this. This guy, I've never seen this human before. But they were like besties, the two of them, and like he was kind of the, like the one of the first more like well known celeb hair on the scene. There were more celebrity hairdressers before him, but it was the time of. what do you call that? Like celebrity blogs and paparazzi shots. And so, yes, he would have probably been the first that was getting his picture taken every other day with his clients, you know? Mm -hmm. So I loved him and I was like, I want to work for Ken Pavis. I want to work for Ken Pavis. And so just through chance, um, I was in my building in the South End here in Halifax with my friend and we bumped into this guy that lived in my building and they knew each other. And so then... I sw- I'm a friendly guy. So then I would see this guy in the elevator and we'd chat a little bit. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a hairstylist. What do you do? Oh, I go to film school in LA. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I want to move to LA one day. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah, cool, cool. And then <laughs> the wheels were turning in my head that I wanted to work with Ken Pavis, but I didn't know how to do that being from a small town in Newfoundland, working for the last like six or seven years in Halifax. Like I was like, I don't really have an edge. I don't know how I'm going to get his attention or whatever. Yeah. And then I came up with the idea that I would make him a video <laughs> of me doing hair and then I would send it to him to his salon and so we did just that so Andrew Hines is his name he's a, a film producer now and a, he makes music videos and things in LA cool. anyway he's from the valley and we made this video and it was insane guys like <laughs> I'm in awe of your setup here it's like really <laughs> professional. cool he did the same thing with my little video like he rented a dolly which is like a track that goes on the floor and then the the like video camera like came around me on the when oh, I was doing hair. It was like amazing. Do you still have this video? I do. <laughs> I have not watched it. I'm you sure should. I would just cringe for and old just, time's sake. But it was done very beautifully. Anyway, made the video, sent it to Ken Pavis in the mail, 
Um, it was only email then. There was no Instagram. There was no any, yeah. any of these things. And so I sent it to him and it got his attention, which I was like, could not believe and um, got an email back. And anyway, I got an interview at his salon. So I went to L- I flew to L.A. from Halifax. Yeah. Just can we pause this for one second? What year was this? Oh God, I don't even know. Uh <laughs> 2007? Okay. I don't know. Because like right now that seems normal because we live in the Instagram world and video world. Yeah. But like the ingenuity of that, like how the hell did you come up with that? Well, no, I just knew I needed to do something out of the box. You know what I mean? Like I was like, how am I going to get the attention of someone that's on tour with J-Lo? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Totally. mm -hmm. Very smart. Very smart. So good. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) I just like, I'm like in awe. (laughs) I think that's so cool. If you want the little details... It was in a brown, like, CD case. It was, like, brown paper. And this guy, artist I knew in Halifax named Ray Fenwick, he drew rose, um, like, vines with roses all over the, like, box. And mm-hmm. Ken's salon in L.A. is covered in rose bushes. So smart. I was very attention to... De- like, so it was smart. Like but that's amazing. Like, those are the things that make the difference, I mm-hmm. think. And totally, that's why I bring it up. It's, like, it was beyond perfect you know what I mean like I was like if I'm gonna do this you only have one chance well you don't have one chance you have lots of chances but I was like I want to stand out I want to hit this on the Mm. head yeah so yeah holy crap so yeah I got the interview went flew to LA dropped my bags at the hotel and went right from the or the motel right from the motel (laughs) to the hair salon I was so nervous um, Ken was actually on tour with JLo at the time oh my god (laughs) of course so I met with his business partner at the time and uh, met with him and we had a big chat and just told him all about myself and what my career goals were and all those things. And it went really well. And uh, he showed me around the salon and introduced me to everybody and things like that. And then kind of ended the interview like you would, you know, and it was all good. And I was excited and hopeful. Then I spent a couple of days in LA and just sort of bopped around to the different salons and shopped a little bit and that stuff. It was also before Instagram and all those things. So it was, I didn't really know too much or know the lay of the land. Where you were going. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So I did my thing and then I came back home. That was probably in like October or November. And then in December, and I hadn't heard, I didn't hear anything for a while. And I was kind of getting discouraged. And I was like, I don't know. I reached out a few times. Anyway, I got an email back that basically explained that their um, business manager was sort of, or I forget who, but basically they didn't want to get into sponsorship, like getting me a visa, which I totally understood. Mm -hmm. And through that whole, through the process, I always knew that was in the background. You know what I mean? That like, I may not be able to move forward with this because I am not American. I can't really work in America being a Canadian. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough. That was a block, like a roadblock. It was a roadblock for sure. Yeah. And so I was bummed. Um, but I, you know, kept trucking. I uh, worked in Halifax for another year, but I knew I wanted to be in LA. I've said to my parents before, it's like, I don't know. There's just something inside me that like, I need to be there. You know what I mean? I love that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so a confusing feeling. Was like, it, why was it confusing for you? Because I was like, why? How am I going to get... Oh, I was right. more like, why? I'm like, things are great here and things are going amazingly. But there was just something in me that just knew I needed to be there or to experience it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I worked in Halifax for another year and then I moved to LA as a visitor, wink, wink. Right. You're allowed to go for six, six months, months right. and you're not in trouble, you know? And so <laughs> <laughs> my parents are just so amazing. They supported me um, the whole way through. I 
packed up my apartment here in Halifax and shipped everything home to Newfoundland. Then I got on a flight and I flew to LA and I rented the tiniest apartment you've ever <laughs> seen in your life in West Hollywood. Um, it, How tiny? Like it had a. Tell her about the kitchen. It had a futon <laughs> and then it had a refrigerator. <laughs> it's like there was no kitchen sink, there was no stove, there was no oven. Crazy. There was no nothing. There was a bathroom and a room with a bed. It was like teensy I'm, tiny. So you were just, there's no, it was a place there to was sleep. no sink. There's no kitchen sink. There was no kitchen sink. There's so sink if I washed, like, yeah, if I, you know, I would go to Whole Foods and get some food to eat and like pre, pre-made food and whatever. And I'd eat it. And then I'd have to wash the like cutlery in the bathroom sink. It was insane. Mm. It was crazy. This is like a dorm room. Yeah. Very but much. like, no, I've never. Yeah. I guess. Did I've you never, see like, it before you in a, moved in or was it like just on like Skype okay. or whatever it was at the time? So Again, you, all that was really new. True. There was still no social media. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Chris, I so love this. So <laughs> I'll tell you, I lived in that small apartment and I went to all the salons that were on my list. You know what I mean? It was like the Kempavis Salon, Andy LeCompte Salon, Neil George Salon, Byron and Tracy Salon. Those were the ones that were on my list. Actually, Kempavis Salon wasn't so much on my list at that point because I knew the tried. sponsorship was going to mm-hmm. be a thing. And I was like, mm, I'm, I just got to go for the other ones and see if anyone bites you know yeah um so I would I made a cover letter in my resume and I went to all those salons and I was so nervous I always tell everyone this like I would bring a bottle of water with me and I would like take a mouthful and then I would like hide the bottle in the like shrubs outside the salon and then I would go in because my throat was just so I was so (laughs) nervous like you have to remember like I'm a hairstylist that's what I studied right out of high school and so like for me, this was the Mecca. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah, it was like, it, it would be like, I don't know what, an actor going for the audition for an Oscar movie or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was just like, like a Broadway. Yeah, play. exactly. Yeah. It was like the biggest thing for me. When well, you were finally there, it's like, yeah. now this is reality. Maybe I'm going oh, to get yeah. a job. Chasing or, your dream. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was chasing it. Um, <laughs> so I went in, I dropped off my resume, did all the things. No one really paid any attention to me. It was also during the recession. So, uh, people were a little bit like, oh, God, why do you want to move to America? Or like, oh, you're looking for a job now? Like, people aren't even really getting their hair done as much as they used mm. to be. You know what I mean? It was kind of a crappy timing. Um, so I, yeah, would drop off my resume. I'd go in. I'd see if anyone was interested. And I would do anything, too. I would sweep the floor. I would shampoo hair. I didn't need to start doing hair. You know, like, mm. I would start from the bottom and work my way up. I just knew I wanted to be there and try my best. Um, yeah, no one took the bait. I sort of set my sights on Andy LeCompte salon. That was like the hot spot at the at the time of the moment. And uh, so I went back there over and over again. And I'm sure I annoyed the front desk people. <laughs> whatever. Um, and no, nothing was happening. And this one day I thought, I'm going to try something different. And so I called the salon from my apartment on a landline. <laughs> and, I love this. Yeah. And I just, I was like, I'm going to be really casual and ask for the owner. So it's owned by, it was owned by Andy LeCompte and this lady named Leanne. I think her last name is Citrone. Anyway, I called and I knew Andy was busy. He does Madonna and a ton of people. And so Leanne is sort of more like in-house. She was always there. And so, and I had seen her a few times when I went in and dropped off my resume, never talked to her, but just sort of saw her working, which was also exciting to me. (laughs) Um, So I, 
I called the salon and someone answered the phone and I just said, hey, is Leanne there? And they went, yeah, one sec. And they gave the phone to her and I was like, oh my gosh, it worked. <laughs> anyway, she got on the line and I basically was like, uh, 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 hi, my name is Chris Green. I dropped off my resume a couple of times. Um, I would, I'm from Canada. I would love to work at your salon, assisting, doing anything. Um, would you ever meet me for three minutes just so I could sort of explain who I am? And she was like, um, I think she was also like, uh, how did you get go yeah. me on the phone mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, totally. I don't know. And also I, I really believe in my, in my journey so far that things happen for a reason. Totally. And it was just sort of like, she was just sort of like, uh, okay. yeah. She's like, are you free now? Like, could you come down to the salon? And I was like, yes, I'll be there. And again, there was no Uber. So I had to get a taxi, which is hard to do in LA, but I got one. And I went to the salon, so nervous, and uh, talked with Leanne for maybe like 30, 40 minutes and just wow. sort of explained my story. And she was so lovely and gracious and gave me the time, you know. And I think there was also a little part of her that was like, you're crazy. She's like, yeah. I can't believe you you're here. You called and asked for me. And also <laughs> like that you're here alone in Los Angeles, like this young guy who knows nothing about California and you're just here to try to get a job. You know what I mean? I think she sort of like liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So she introduced me to everyone at the salon and basically explained, which this is how it works at my salon that I'm currently at in Los Angeles called Mesh. It's like the stylist hires their own assistant. It doesn't go through the salon. And so that's kind of tough, right? Because it's like you don't know these stylists and they don't know you. It's like how are you supposed to get a job? It's just it's kind of tough. And so she basically she was so sweet. She walked me around the salon and introduced me to everyone like, hey, this is Chris. Basically kind of like putting me out there so if anyone was interested in using me they could long story short a girl there did her name was Liz Devon and she started like using me to help her assist a little bit here and there which was lovely and so exciting for me um I will say not to like take away the sparkle of everything but it was my first experience in realizing a very nice lesson that I learned which is that it's not it's it's how do I say this? It's not as fabulous as you may think when you're in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia. It's like, you know, at some point a hair salon is a hair salon. Right. And it's like they're highlighting hair and cutting hair and it's kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it was a it was a tough pill for me to swallow, but it was one that I needed to learn. You know what I mean? Even like it's yeah. like yeah. I don't know how to articulate that or say that. Like it's like, you know, it was Well, it's probably like you're getting your dream. And then mm. you get there and you're like, oh, wait, this is what I was doing. Exactly. exactly. It, was, it was exactly a bit yeah. of that. Mind you, there are lots of sparkly, special, fabulous moments. Extra time. Yeah. But like in the story, but like in the salon, it's like, you know, it's a salon Same and it's old. a working salon, you know. Someone and, told me that once I worked in uh, in TV that they're like, it's not that glamorous being on TV. You think it is, and it's cut and oh, edited I'm, to be, but they're like, it's it's not. Totally, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's a very that's similar. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was that was the that was the start of that sort of lesson. You know what I mean? That I was like, okay, this is like, oh, like surprisingly normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. And but it was great. Anyway. Within that salon, I didn't have my California state license, which you need to have, which I'm like pretty good at planning and knowing what's coming like what's coming my way and stuff and it's like I couldn't believe that I didn't think of that it's like 
I knew I needed a work visa. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed knew knew I needed to live there, but it's like I didn't really think that I needed a California cosmetology license. I don't know why that's so silly of me. Right. It just sort of there were so many other things that I just didn't think of it. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't know, if you don't have a California state license, you can't really touch anyone's head in the salon. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like liability and stuff. So anyway, yeah. with that said, they were sort of, they didn't really realize it either. And then we all sort of realized it and we were all sort of like, oh, shouldn't really be here. <laughs> and it was, it was okay because it had taken a long time to get into that salon. So my six months were start of, sort of coming to an end. My parents and my brother and his now wife had a trip planned to Vegas, which I wanted to attend. So I was sort of like, you know what? It's all good. It's like, I'm going to hang out with my family. My friends are going to come visit towards the end of this trip. My time is ending in L.A. It's all good. I was also like sort of also having that feeling of like, it's not that different you know what I mean so right. I was like I was all good like I was you, just feeling you got a taste you were feeling yeah, like, I was you like you had pursued your yeah like I was like you know what that's good mm-hmm. been there seen it I wasn't done but I was like it, it this is okay right and I was also bummed out you know what I mean yeah like, dang it I didn't get a work visa from this salon or didn't meet anyone who like whisked me away to like work with them or whatever but it was all good and so I did my thing and then I it was time to come back to Canada. So I came back to Canada, but I thought, you know, I did the six months in LA. There was still that thing inside me that wanted to end up in LA. So I was like, I should go somewhere bigger to kind of like use it as a stepping stone to get back to California. And so I was like, oh, I'll go to Toronto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I knew a few people in Toronto, not a lot of people, but a few people. One person that we know in common. I know. Yeah, my friend Glenda. Glenda. Um, <laughs> who has the most amazing hair. And so, She's the yeah, best. Yeah. Greg used to date her. I do know this. <laughs> <laughs> we love Glenda. Anyway. Okay, so I moved to Toronto and I'm in my condo. Is this too long? This no. is beautiful. Yeah. I'm like loving long. this. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I moved to Toronto and I get this gorgeous condo down in St. Lawrence Market. Like, I don't even know how I got it. It was so beautiful. And it had this beautiful little den area. And so, oh, before that. So I knew two girls from Halifax that had gone to law school here. And they had graduated and moved to Toronto. And so they saw that on, it was, now Facebook was a thing. So they (laughs) they saw on Facebook that I was in Toronto and they were like, oh my goodness, you're in Toronto. Where are you working? I want to come get my hair done. And I wasn't working at a salon yet. I literally, it was like the first week I got there. And (sighs) uh, I said, but I'm happy to do your hair in my condo if you don't mind. And so, and I kind of thought like, maybe I want to do a little bit of hair out of my condo. I'd never done that before. Yeah. I got a hair chair and set up a little like studio set up in my condo. And, uh, yeah, the girls started coming and getting their hair done and you know what it's like. You do one person's hair and then their friend sees it or their coworker sees Mm -hmm. it. And it's like, Oh my gosh, where'd you get your hair done? I'd love to get my hair done by you. And and then these girls would be shopping at Holt Renfrew and someone would be like, Oh, I love your blonde. Who did your blonde? And then, Oh, Chris Green. And then I, I I built a clientele kind of fast, which Mm -hmm. was surprising. Word of mouth. And I kept working out of my condo. So basically these girls would be like, oh my gosh, a girl at my work wants to get my ha- her hair done by you. Is that okay? And I'd say, it's totally fine as long as she knows she's coming to my condo and she'll be getting her hair washed in my kitchen sink. You know? <laughs> and, and no one cared. It was yeah. like very chill. I don't know. 
Anyway, so I built a really great clientele in Toronto. And it was during that time Instagram had just come on the scene. And I was taking pictures and posting them on my Instagram account. So I was doing all that. But I knew I needed more than that to get back to America. And I wanted to, I was like, I need to work in television. Because television is going to be what's going to get me to LA. I just had a feeling. And so I wrote a bunch of people, like emails in Toronto. I wrote like Jesse Cruikshank, who was doing the after show, the MTV after show. And I wrote <laughs> Leah Miller. I just loved her hair. Do you know, she was the MTV VJ. I know who she is. Yeah. I don't look her up. Yeah, <laughs> Leah Miller. Yeah, blonde, gorgeous. And then she hosted So You Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. And she just had like the ombre was like the thing. And she had like a very aggressive ombre and it was just amazing. I (laughs) I was very into her look. (laughs) And so I wrote her a bunch of times, never heard anything back. So I got this idea that I would record So You Think You Can Dance on my PVR or DVR, whatever you call it. Um, I recorded the show and then I paused it on the credits to find out who was doing her hair. And it was this guy named Hanuk. And so then I scoured the internet until I found him on Facebook (laughs) and I wrote him a message and I basically just said, Hey Hanuk, my name is Chris Green. I'm from the East coast of Canada. Just did a stint in LA. I'm new to Toronto. I noticed you're doing Leia's hair for, so you think you can dance. Would you ever meet me for coffee just to sort of shed some light on the industry? Like I would love to maybe one day be doing those types of things. And he, again, like, you know, when stars align and things are just meant to be, it's like he wrote me back and he was like, yeah, sure. I'll meet you for a coffee. So we met for a coffee and, uh, he kind of took me under his wing. We never really saw each other in the, in real life, but if he ever had like a pro bono job, like say it was like four girls for a Smirnoff thing at the Eaton Center that yeah. ne- need their hair done, he would ask if I wanted to do it. And of course I would say yes, because I wanted to do it and I wanted to just get myself out there and do those things. And you're never supposed to say no, you know, to to Mm -hmm. things when things like that. Um, So I did it. And then I was working at my condo and I was doing little things here and there for Hanuk. And um, this one day he calls me and he's like, Chris, I just did a photo shoot for Leia Miller for So You Think You Can Dance. And I was talking to the producer and she wants to meet you. And I was like, oh, my God. So he got me an interview at the show. So I was so excited, so nervous, the whole all the emotions and uh It was the next day. He's like, can you go down to the studio the next day? And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course I can. (laughs) I love you. You're just like, yes, I'm ready. Listen, I was ready. You know what I mean? Like I had to be ready. And so I went to the studio and I was, again, so nervous, always nervous. (laughs) And uh, I did the interview with this lady named Teresa Dayot, who is so lovely. But at the time, she really scared me. She was like (laughs) a little lady with a big bark. You know what I mean? Like she was the TV producer. She was like in charge and she grilled me. And I remember like going, like I remember the interview was like tough. She grilled me. And I remember my mom said to me something about like, she was like, don't let people like that grill you about hair. It's like, you know about hair. Like it's like, you know, like listen, if she was grilling me about television monitors, maybe, (laughs) but like, My mom would say, you know about hair. You know what I mean? Like, don't let that intimidate you. And this TV producer does not. Exactly. Exactly. And I've taken that with me. Like, and I'm like, such good advice for your mother. Yeah. And I think it all the time, even with clients, you know, when they're like, I don't know if you know, but sometimes they're like, you know, like I just wanted, and it's like, I know, I know about hair. Yeah. My sister says that she's a makeup artist and she says like, people will come and be like, I really just want this look. 
And she struggles with that piece because she's like, I know that I look at your eye shape. I look at like how your face is framed. Like that's not going to give you the effect you want. Like Mm -hmm. exactly. You understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she scared the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was it was all good. At the end of the interview, I thought I aced it. You know what I mean? Like I answered all her questions and I felt like I was very prepared. At the end of the interview, she basically said to me, we're fully staffed here. But if you never know when we might need an extra set of hands and anybody that Hanuk speaks as highly of as you I wanted to meet so it was she was very nice and gracious and you know but I did not get the job and so I left and I was all bummed out and I had that same feeling as the Ken Pavis salon feeling where I was like dang it I get like this close yeah then I don't really get it but I thought you know what whatever I still got the interview and that's good and make the connection you know trying to always think of the positives and uh it was maybe a week or two later I was at my condo it was like a Saturday morning, I was doing a highlight on a client and Teresa called me, the producer, and she said, Chris, someone called with a migraine, called in with a migraine, can you come in and save us? And I was like, well, oh my gosh, yes, of yes. course I can. I will, to backtrack a little bit, I will say when I moved to Toronto, even when I was in Halifax, I always say to people, like, you need to let everybody know what you want because you just never know who's going to be the person that's like, oh, I have an uncle that's a celebrity hairdresser. (laughs) Like, no. But you know what I mean? Like, you just never know who's going to know who that can help you. And you'll pop into their brain. Totally. Ashley always says that. That's so mm, true. Yeah. And so with that said, when I got the call for the interview that, or sorry, the job to go in that day, I called my next client and said like, Hey, I just got the call that I can go to So You Think I'm going to go to So You Think You Can Dance to fill in. It's like everyone knew I wanted to work in television, so nobody was surprised. Like the client yeah. the client was instantly like, "Oh my gosh, go, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. That's what you want, you know? Like rebook me." Like Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. and it also worked out so well that I worked from home, so I yes. really I was so flexible. Like I didn't have to tell a salon manager that I was leaving that yes. afternoon. Like it was just it worked out perfect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went in that day. I filled in. I was terrified, as <laughs> as always. Um, but I did. I did great, and uh, I guess I did well enough that they invited me back again and again. I definitely made sure that that's what I wanted. I'm like, available. Yeah, Wink. yeah. So I said to the key hairstylist at the end of the day, like, "Hey, this is. Thank you so much for having me. It means the world to me. It's why I moved to Toronto was to do things like this." And I think that kind of touched her. She was like, "Wow, that's crazy." You know what I mean? And yeah. I said, "If you ever need me again, please call." And she said, "Well, one of the girls is going to a wedding next weekend. Can you fill in next?" Friday or Saturday and I said yes and so then I came back and did it again and they really liked the way I did the hair as well and so I got invited back and basically long story short I went went and never left you know I yes. filled in and got hired and did all the days and um, so cool. Yeah. And then from there, I got more shows in Toronto. Like when those production companies would do another show, they would usually like secure the whole team beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so I would just get secured for the next show and things like that and kind of worked my way up, which was great. And uh, during that time, I was also starting to do celebrities when they would come to town for TIFF or for different things. Yeah. Not big ones. It would be the ones that don't have a glam squad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it would be like, like... they're showing up being like, I need someone yeah, to I need hair. I need, I need hair and makeup. Gosh, like... um This girl from Vikings. She's blonde. Yes. Okay. I, I'm terrible with names. Yeah. But 
But that's exciting. It seems like anyway. once you're in, you're kind of like in and, yeah, and your totally. name's passed around yeah, yeah, yeah. in the that's industry. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly So it. did you feel a little bit of joy then? Like, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt proud. Like I patted myself on the back. You know what I mean? Like I was like, getting, again, I was doing, I was making traction. Point and like, you forward. Yeah. Oh, I love this and, so much. Uh, yeah. So I, um, Catherine Winnick. I was oh, just, yeah. I was like, yeah. is it Catherine Winnick? Yes. Yeah, Catherine. Okay. And there were a few other girls too like that. And they're lovely. So, oh, so I'm at the Shangri-La Hotel doing one of those press junkets with someone from out of town. And um, I'm there with a makeup artist, and her name is Dee Daly, and she lived in Toronto. And we're, chat- we're sitting on the edge of the bathtub while the girl's in the next room, like, answering all the questions for Entertainment Tonight Canada or whatever. Oh, we just, like, you know, so fun. chat. Yeah. And Dee's something, something, something. I'm moving to L.A., da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I want to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my goal, you know what I mean? And she's like, yeah, do you have an immigration lawyer? And I had said to her, like, I, I don't. I've talked to a few immigration lawyers, but they're these, like, older white dudes who just don't really understand my career and my what I my goals and things like that, you know? And she's like, oh, I've got the immigration lawyer for you. You have <laughs> you have to work with my immigration lawyer, which is true. I did have to, and she is amazing. <laughs> um, so if anyone's ever looking we'll for an immigration lawyer. We'll need her name someday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. If you're ever looking, if anyone's ever looking for an immigration lawyer, slide into my DMs and I can like hook you up with Lorraine. Her name's Lorraine D'Alessio. And this is, I always explain who she is because it's really like, a good part of the story. Yeah. She is from Toronto, so she's Canadian, which is great. She understands Canadians wanting to work in America. She's an ex-Ford model, turned immigration lawyer, married to a TV producer, living, oh in, living in Beverly Hills. Oh, so, it's so like, she knows. She, oh, honey, she yeah. And the connections. Knows. Yeah, she's yeah. just, she's, she's amazing. And she's, she's got like, I don't know what her success rate is. I say it's like a hundred percent success rate. Cause that's what I, that's what I kind of thought it was. And I think it is. It's like, basically her deal is she will take you on as a client if she thinks you can get your visa. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's not going to lead you on and things like that. And she's also so, so great that say someone needed an immigration lawyer, but was missing like a little integral piece of the process, she would then sort of help you or coach you to get that piece. Mm. So say I hadn't been working in television. Yeah. She would sort of say like, Hey Chris, with everything that you have under your belt, I think it'd be really great if you could sort of get some TV exposure or work on a television show. And then, you know, then at least you know what you need to Mm -hmm. get to the, get your visa. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I started working with Lorraine and it was during that time I was working in television and I was also posting a lot on my Instagram with the help of our friend Glenda, (laughs) who has the most beautiful hair. And it was also Instagram wasn't super saturated. So it's like, you know, there were like, I wouldn't say a handful of hairstylists on there, but there were definitely like, there were not all, like now. Yeah. There were, you know, there were just a bunch of us anyway. And so I was posting these beautiful pictures from my condo and I was um, communicating with everyone that worked at Mesh and all these other salons in LA and all over the world. And uh, Tracy Cunningham, who's a celebrity colorist who owns Mesh Salon, she started following me, which was like the hugest deal. Did you have a meltdown the day that she followed yes. you? Yes. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> screenshotted it. And Amazing. I was just so excited. She is like God. The when, queen. When it comes. Yeah, she is the queen. And she's still the queen. So she started following me and she would comment on these pictures of Lisa. My friend Lisa has beautiful hair, Lisa and Glenda. And I remember she commented on this one picture and I wrote back and said, like, thank you for the compliment. That means so much coming from you. 
And she wrote me back and she said, yeah, if you're ever in LA, come by and say hello. And I just took that and ran with it. I was like, well, "Well, there's my invitation. (laughs) And so I actually did take that and run with it. So I booked a flight to LA and I went and I went to Mesh and I was so nervous. I think I told her, I think I wrote Tracy and was like, hey, I'm going to be in LA. Would love to come by and say hello. And she was like, yeah, definitely stop into the salon. So I went in and I met with her at the salon and it was insane. Like, I'm going to try to find a video of the salon on my phone so I can show you just how busy this place is. Like, no one really gets it unless you've been there. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, so busy. And I went into the salon and I'm not not even exaggerating. Tracy was seeing 42 clients that (gasps) day. That's so crazy. I think of how long it takes me to get my hair done, which is like two to uh-huh. three hours. Yeah. And you're saying forty. Is she such a mat? I know they have you have a, they have assistants. Yeah, they, we have a, yes. there's a bunch of assistants and the whole thing. But it is like the way she does it. She's magic. It's like I just don't understand. You know, it's like it's over. It's it's insane anyway, but it works. And she saw 42 people. The salon was so busy. She was so sweet to me. She let me hang out for the full day, which was amazing. Oh my God. And you know, she asked me questions about myself and I chatted with her and she introduced me to the clients and she introduced me to the staff and she was just like on cloud nine. this day. Oh yeah. Almost like pinch me, pinch me, pinch me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. It was insane. So, and then the day was winding down and I knew it was the end and I was like, Oh God, I have to ask for a job because I'm like, I can't fly all the way across the world or the continent and, yes. and not like voice what I'm there for. You know what yes. I mean? I'm just like, Chris, you have to, it's go time. So I remember at the end of the day, I went up to Tracy and I said like, thank you so much for having me and things like that. And um, I would love to be part of the team one day here at the salon. And she sort of looked at me and was like, yeah, yeah, well, you'll have to talk to Neil, my business partner. He does all that sort of part of the business. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was fine. I left, said thank you, um, went back to Toronto, and I wrote Neil an email. Neil and Tracy are business partners. I wrote Neil an email basically saying, hey, my name's Chris Green, told him a little bit about myself. I was at the salon a little while ago. I met with Tracy. I really enjoyed it. I would love to one day work at your salon. And uh, he wrote me back, which is crazy. Neil and I are friends. And... uh, (laughs) we're we're friends now and it's like I can't it's like not shocking to me that he took the time to write the email but I know how busy he is yeah and for him to take the time to write that email just is sort of cool and crazy and again part of my story that I always tell it's like he wrote this email and he basically said we very nicely but he said like we don't hire people from out of the country we don't hire people that have an assisted here at our salon and we don't hire people that do color and cut because at Mesh Salon and most salons in Beverly Hills, it, they're departmentalized, meaning you see someone for your color and then you see someone else for your cut. And the assistant part is we don't hire people that have assistants, meaning when you come to these salons, all of the colorists and stylists have assistants and that assistant usually works with them for two to three to four years. And then at that time, if there's room at the salon, they're given a chair as opposed to somebody just coming in off the street. You know what I mean? Like, and then that, that uh, means that the salon, like it just means the assistant kind of knows the lay of the land and how the salon works. And you know, they're, they're obviously their client relations and also that their um, aesthetic and their, what's the word? Like 
um, how they do things are up to par for yeah. the song. You know, it just, it's like a really great way to just, you know, Vet if the person, you exactly, they've yeah. been there for three years, you know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And so he said, with, with that, we don't hire people <laughs> with all the, with lack of those things. Um, but your work is beautiful. I can see that from your Instagram page and Tracy really likes you. And so if you're ever in California or in LA, come by and like, we'll have a chat. And so again, I was like, great. Well, he didn't close the door, you know what I mean? And so I didn't, I wasn't as overzealous. I didn't go back right away, but I kind of gave it a month or two. And then I booked another trip to LA. So I fly to LA and I go into the salon to meet Neil. And he kind of did this thing. And I don't know if he did it on purpose or what it was, but he brought me into the salon and he kind of dropped me in the middle of the salon. He was like, oh, Chris, you know Tracy, and then kind of left me. And so I talked to Tracy for a little bit and her assistants who I had met last time I was there. And I think everyone at the salon or that works at the salon that saw me, I kind of stood out. I'm much taller than a lot of people and things were sort of like, oh, Chris, that guy is back again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like, oh, what's that about? Anyway, whatever. Neil kind of left me. And I'm not sure if it was a like a sink or swim kind of thing. Like, I'm not sure if he was like, let's see what happens or if he was busy and just had to leave me. I don't know. But either way, it was like, I'm not leaving. You know what I mean? Like, I I need, I want to be here. And so I found this guy, Frankie, that was sitting down in his chair on his phone and he works on, he worked on fashion police and I was such a fashion police fan. <laughs> Joan Rivers, Kelly Osborne, like So good. I used to with that show. Me too. It was no. so mean, but so good. No, I'm not, t- I'm not joking. Like Sunday nights when it was award season, I would order Pizza Hut yeah. and watch fashion police and it was just my jam. Anyway. Joan I love was the best. best. So Frankie worked on the girls on that show. And so I was just so excited to see him also so nervous, but I was like, I can't leave. Right. Like I want yeah. I want a job here. So I went over and introduced myself and was like, Hey Frank, are you Frankie? And he said, yeah. And I said, Oh, you work on fashion, please. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm such a big fan. And I love the way you do their hair. And I think it had just sort of award season had just wrapped and or something. And I was like, Oh, I just brought something. And we just started chatting. And then a couple of the other guys and girls at the salon were like free as well. And they noticed that Frankie and I were chatting. So they came over and got in on the conversation and blah, blah. And then I think my friend Danny or Alyssa had sort of said like, oh, you're Chris Green Hair from Instagram with the pink background. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I follow you. And I'm like, yeah, I follow you too. It was like, you know, when you meet someone from Instagram, you don't really know if you know them know them or not yeah. but then you're like oh yeah you're like i've seen you ro492 it's like yeah. who you are you know anyway so we all sort of knew each other so we started chatting with that neil walks by and notices that i'm still there and i'm chatting to a few people and i he sort of like i thought he gave me a look sort of like oh okay you're still here let me grab my water so he grabbed his water bottle and we went over to the edge of the salon we stood against the wall and he basically sort of like interviewed me you know he sort of asked me a number of questions. I remember him asking me like, so if you were to come here to Los Angeles to work, how would you build a clientele? Which is, you know, a fair question from the business owner. Mm. And I said to him like, well, I don't really know anybody, but it's a busy salon. So I would, I'm hoping I would get booked clients. And I, and I'm not the kind of person to toot my own horn, but I knew in that moment it was the time to do it. And so I said to him, I said, Neil, like if you book someone with me, I, can guarantee they'll like their hair and they'll come back. 
And I think that's good for the owner to hear. It's like, yeah, feels weird for me to even say today, like that's cringe, but like, you know, I, I try to do my best and give girls gorgeous hair. And so he, he was, and you do. Oh, thank you. He was into that, you know? And he, then he, I remember he asked me, he said, what do you do? Do you balayage? Do you foil? What do you do? And I foil primarily. And, but I said to him, I said, honestly, I said, I do all of it. And I said, I would paint my client's hair with my toes if it was going to give me the look that I was going for. <laughs> or I said the look that we were going for, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think Neil's kind of serious and he's from England. He's got the accent and he's, he's the salon owner, right? Like he's a big deal. And I think people are a little bit nervous and I was nervous in that moment too, but I sort of, answered it with like a silly answer but the truth it's like I would do whatever it took to make this hair gorgeous Mm -hmm. and I think in that moment I think he was also like huh okay like I think he liked it I think he was like (laughs) oh you're a little bit weird (laughs) but like I like it and you're friendly you know what I mean like there's something about you I could feel it and so we talked a bit more and asked me a few questions and then he brought me over to the front desk where the manager was at the time her name's Minya and um, she's so sweet and beautiful and um, he brought me over. And again, when the stars align and things just sort of make sense, yeah. he brought me over and he said, Minya, he said, this is Chris Green. And she went, oh, my gosh, Chris Green hair. She's like, I love you. She's like, I follow you on Instagram. I show you to all my girlfriends. It's like I couldn't have paid her to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you were like it, it was in, thank you. It was cra- it was, again, a pinch me. Like I was like. Dang, you're like, dang, how did you're that? like, I love this moment. It was great. And it, with that, Neil sort of gave me another look, sort of like, hmm, okay. Like, how uh, does everyone know who this guy totally. is? Totally. This was guy good. from Toronto who's yeah. just randomly showed up at our salon. Mm-hmm. How do they know who Again, he is? I always say the power of social media, right? Like Definitely. I really used Instagram to like nurture those relationships and people did know me and Minya didn't know me, but she knew my Instagram, which was great. Anyway. And you still have that profile picture. I still have the same picture. Yeah. <laughs> with that pink. Paul Smith wall. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I want it. I like often want to change it, but I'm like, no, it's just so Iconic. you can just see it. Like it's pink and easy and you just know it's me anyway. Mm-hmm. So Neil left me in the, in that moment and I chatted with Minya and I didn't know it at the time, but Years later, we went for dinner and we were just chatting about how I started at the salon and whatever. And I supposedly he said he went over to Tracy and was sort of like, I really like that Chris Green fellow. Mm-hmm. And Tracy was like, yeah, you know, I really like him, too. And, da, da, da. and they just sort of chatted. And I think they were willing to give me a shot, which oh was just gosh. so crazy. And so long story short, I went back to Canada Um I got an email from Minya. They were wondering if I had my California state license, which I was working on. Um, I was actually coming back to California to write the test and I wasn't going to tell them that I was there unless I passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I passed, I would go into the salon and be like, hey, I have my license. It's all good. Hire me. Yeah. And if I didn't have, (laughs) if I didn't pass, they would never know that I was in the, in there. I'm not a liar and I couldn't lie. So when she asked like, hey, do you have your license? I was like, oh, actually, I'm going to be there next Wednesday to write my test. And she said, great, we'll meet next Thursday. And I was like, oh, my God, crap. But but just to add another layer of like stress to the whole thing. So I went, I wrote the test. It was intense, but I did it. I passed and I went in. We talked about days that I would work and how the whole system works and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and then that was in like... November, October, and then in December, I packed up my apartment, 
shipped everything to Los Angeles and then, yeah, moved to L.A. in January. Holy cow. Oh, God, that's such a long story. But no, it's the best. That's it's the so story. Delightful. On the edge of our seats, though. Mm, yeah. Like, oh, wait, but tell us where you moved. What was the place like, like that you moved into the second time you moved to L.A.? It was a little bigger. Oh, than yes, the- <laughs> definitely. It was a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> you had a kitchen. Mm-hmm. You had a kitchen sink. <laughs> I actually stayed with my friend. So D. Dee Daly, the makeup artist that I met in Toronto, she had moved to L.A. the year before me. So it was really great with all my questions about different things like banking and social insurance numbers and like just how the whole process worked. She was just such a godsend to know all those things that she could then relay to me. Mm -hmm. And so I actually slept on an air mattress in Dee's living room for the first week or two. And during that time, I don't drive like I have my license and I could drive us anywhere, but like I don't love to drive. And in L.A., I was kind of, like, afraid to drive. <laughs> and so, and I didn't have a car. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to, like, like it here. Or should yeah. I not buying a car right away? Anyway, so I walked the neighborhoods around Mesh, the salon that I was at. And I, uh, yeah, went into this one apartment building one day and talked to the landlord. And that's the apartment that I moved into. So it was it was, it was was nice. It was a one-bedroom on Doheny. If you know L.A., it was, like... I know. But yeah, it was. It's in a good. It was in a sweet little spot right across from the Four Seasons, and it was nice. I only know the name of that street because I watch Million Dollar Listing LA and stuff. And I feel like they is it Do, Doheny. Doheny. Yeah, that's a fancy street. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Chris, you're a fancy guy. No, fancy. no, it was just it was a good apartment. It worked out, but yeah, that's and so yeah. Exciting. So then I started my LA journey, which is like a whole other thing, but it was great. I just can't believe it's so nice to hear, kind of just your person perseverance but also how you would just set your next site like mm-hmm. you had this goal you don't even know why you had it but you felt it yeah and then you would just take come up with that next step and tell everyone we love that ashley says it all the time yeah you have to let it yeah. be known what you want yes put it out into the universe because you just never know yeah when who, or how. how how the stars will align and it just seems like sarah and i believe in these things so much and in, in you know what the universe or what's planned for you yeah is going to happen yeah. and it feels like this just like lined up yeah so you know you kept trying you kept putting mm-hmm. yourself out there going to la yeah and uh it's just so amazing yeah crazy oh, so much. lots of support from my family and friends you know what i mean uh, i wouldn't yeah. have been able to do any of that yeah but it's nice how it's those people came into your life at the right time and yes. so something i want to ask you is like so now that, you know, you're at Mesh, yeah. did it feel different being there? 100%. Then, then the, like at the first salon in LA. It really did. It did. And it's interesting. I sort of say this sometimes to hairdressers when I teach classes. It's like even the way that I presented myself for Mesh was different. Like, listen, again, I would have shampooed hair, swept the hair, assisted done anything at mesh to get the job but it's like even that changed it's like even when I approached Tracy and Neil it's like I was sort of more confident in my work I don't know if it was because I had the television shows under my belt Mm -hmm. or those jobs with TIFF or what it was but I just sort of like I kind of like just I don't know what it was I just deserved to be there I never thought that Mm -hmm. but like I just sort of like I approached it differently. It was interesting, you know? So right from the beginning, it was just different. It was mm-hmm. like, I am a hairstylist. I am confident in my work. Here it is. I believe it can stand up to what's going on in Los Angeles. And you know what I mean? I don't know. It was weird. And you had that recognition from other people. I, I think, think that so. helps too. Yeah, like, I think it was. And like confidence. Instagram was so helpful. Like, oh, yeah. 
the photos were gorgeous and like the hair was beautiful. So it kind of spoke for itself, which was nice. Um, yeah, it was different. And I felt more at home, obviously. Like mm -hmm. I got hired to do my job. You know what I mean? So I was like, you weren't compromising on your dream. Like, listen, it was scary and mm -hmm. very, very hard and overwhelming. And Neil would come to me and sort of pat me on the back and just sort of like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, trying to stay afloat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a different world and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the big leagues, you know, and it was hard, but I, I knew I was supported and I did everything I could and it was, yeah, but it, it did. It definitely had that, I don't know what you call it, like star, like it was special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's you like know, your dream yeah, job. Was. Yeah, your the dream and the celebrities were coming and oh. going, like, which was oh. all part of what I loved, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was exciting and the hair was just so beautiful and... Yeah, Can you tell us a couple celebrities you do, or is that like on the DL? No, yeah, like tell I, us a couple. Yeah, um, <laughs> love celebs. I Leslie Ann Brandt, she's on Lucifer, <gasps> and cool. Lauren German. I I do Leslie Ann all the time, and I've done Lauren a bunch of times, and they're lovely. Um, I did Christina Applegate. Oh, I love Christina for Applegate. a little while. Yeah, blonde, gorgeous. Oh. And I did Kate Beckinsale for like three years. Ooh, we had a really good. She's so beautiful. Yeah, that was, yeah she's gorgeous. Love she that. is gorgeous. Yes, people love Kate Beckinsale. I find like and she's boy, got the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah boys I love. Feel like Jeff is into her. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my god. With good, like, with good reason. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, no. I've been up close and personal. It's like you know, it's she's gorgeous oh. and so sweet. Like just I yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's her. cute. I yeah. like her. I, it was kind of like a little career highlight for me. I did her when she was, um, is it Aunt May in Spider-Man? Yes. And I w she was filming in Atlanta, so I would fly, like the Marvel would fly me from L.A. to New York to do her hair color, which was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You're like, you know what I mean? So like, Marvel's yeah. flying me in yeah. here. <laughs> I, th I think it was Marvel. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yes. Whoever it was, it, it was like, right. that was special for me. You know oh. what I mean? So I've had some really great moments with her. Um, yeah. And then lots of one-offs, you know what I yeah. mean? That happens at the salon and yeah. But well now it's so different too, because with social media, like I love the real housewives, all those, no, the franchises, uh -huh. but like they have, they're going on vacation. They're th flying their hairstyles. Yeah. They're st like their glam squad. So yeah. I feel like even people in LA out shopping or going to dinner with their friends, like they want their hair done. They want their makeup oh, done. Oh, totally. Yeah. They want to be on Instagram. Yeah. Can you kind of tell everyone you're here in Halifax? Yes. Mostly what brought you back? I came back when COVID hit. Um, uh, kind of an interesting story. When COVID started last year, I do Rita Wilson's hair, style her hair a bunch. And <laughs> Just her, throw her name in there. Well, I don't want to, but it's part of the story. She's the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the, her and Tom, the, it had been reported that her and Tom got COVID when they were in Australia. Yes. And we were like, oh, beautiful. us at the salon were concerned because we all, n not know them, but you know what I mean? Like I work with Rita. And so I'm like, oh gosh, that's awful. You know, I hope they're okay and things. And it just made it really real mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think even being here in Halifax, it's like a lot of us don't have, what's that called? Like 
one degree of separation. Yeah. From, like it's like, I don't know anyone who's had COVID or whatever, yeah. but like that made it so real when Rita and Tom got it. It was like, oh my goodness, yikes, you know? Ooh. And then they were starting to throw around the world word pandemic and yeah. things like that. And so I had had a talk with Neil at the salon and I said like, you know, I think I'm going to go back to Canada for a little while thinking it was going to be like three or four weeks, you know? Yeah. And so I, he said, I think that's a great idea. And he's often the voice of reason for me in LA and <laughs> like we bounce things off each other and things like yeah. that. And when he had said like, you know what, I think it's a good idea that you go back to Canada for a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm going to should back. do that. Yeah. yeah. Full disclosure. I also needed a break. I was working seven days a week. It's yeah. quite intense. I'm not from that kind of culture. It's a lot, you know, and it yeah. had been five or six years. Like it's, it's tough, you know? Mm, yeah. I enjoyed it and I was felt very fulfilled, but I also felt a little bit worn out yeah. and burnt out. And so it was kind of like, you know, I'm going to go back to Canada for a minute. And so I went to Vancouver and stayed at my friend Marsha's house and we had the best time. I know it's a, it's a scary time and I hate to say that with COVID involved, yeah. but you know, we washed our groceries and we watched Tiger King and we did the whole thing. <laughs> yes. It'll be a, it'll be a memory that we'll have forever. And, um, then they started talking about the Atlantic bubble and my parents are in Newfoundland and my brother and his wife and kids who I'm very close with. And so I thought, okay, well I'll go back to Newfoundland before they close the borders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I flew, excuse me, I flew from Vancouver to Newfoundland and then I self-isolated in my parents' basement. And then when the two weeks were up, I spent a lot of time with my mom and dad. My brother and his family were in their own bubble and we weren't really seeing each other right away. But then as the weather got nicer and we started to learn more about COVID, we felt comfortable and we all got together and we actually had such an amazing summer. And we went to Fogo Island a few times. I don't know if you know that where Sarah that loves is. Fogo. Yeah, one my, of my best friends lives there. Uh, yeah, my dad's from Fogo. Oh, yeah, amazing. and my grandfather's house is there. That's in the family, so we go back there and stay. And we went, I think, two or three times this summer, and we just had the best time. Mm-hmm. Which again feels weird saying. In, but but like, I think you appreciate the little things. Listen, and you, like you were never taking vacations to go home mm-hmm. to Newfoundland. No, for this. not family. at all. It's like the little silver linings of COVID. Yes. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I, I would never get to spend six months with my mom and dad since I went to hair school. You know yeah. what I mean? In 2001 or my brother and his kids. So it's been a really special time. Yeah. Really and truly. And I, I love it so much. With that said, the falls came around and I was like, you know what? I haven't lived at home since high school. It's like, I think I need my own space. I just <laughs> Also, as somebody. Listen, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> and as someone who works with the public every day, it's like I'm very used to having my own space. Like when I'm not with people, I like to like be alone. You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of. Because you're talking all day. Totally. Too. There's yeah. a lot of evenings that my parents or my girlfriends will FaceTime me and they'll be like, what are you doing? And I'll be like sitting down and like, where are you? Cause it's just pitch black. And I'm like, I'm just sitting in the dark for like a minute. I just need like a minute, Quiet. you know? Yeah. So I'm very used to having my own space. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, I think I need to have my own space. Um, and with that said, my friend Johnny lives here in Halifax, one of my best friends that I've known since my Halifax days. And so I was like, maybe I want to go to Halifax because it's like, Halifax has grown so much. Mm-hmm. When I lived in California, I would always come home in the summer and at Christmas time and usually try to stop in Halifax most of the time around New Year's and just hang out with Johnny and like eat garlic fingers and walk <laughs> around the city and he'd point out all the new condo buildings and shops and restaurants and 
then I would fly back to LA. And so I knew Halifax was growing and I always have had such a fond mm-hmm. feeling of Halifax. It's it's great. It's like a city, but it's small enough, but it's big enough. And I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I Nothing against Toronto, but it just never really felt that way about Toronto. Like, yeah. And also, I'm to be fair, Tor- I always looked at Toronto as a stepping stone for me. Yeah. And so... It was never your home. No, whereas Halifax did feel like home. Mm-hmm. I was here for seven or eight years, and I, it's the start of my career, and I just love it. Mm. Anyway, with that said, I was in Newfoundland. I was like, I need some space. I'm going to go to Halifax. So I came to Halifax, and I rented a condo here, and I started seeing a few clients here and there at my friend Peter's salon, which he was so gracious to let me see some people out of. And uh, I just really enjoyed it, and the numbers were really low, and things were good. And then that was in the fall. Then Christmas came along, and I knew I was going to be going home to see my family. But I needed to kind of make a decision, and things in America just the numbers, the COVID numbers were insane. And Mm -hmm. then just like the political climate was crazy. Just a lot of things, you know, like turn on the the news. (laughs) We've all all been through this last year. Yeah. (laughs) And like things aren't great down there right now. You know what I mean? And and I have friends that are still in LA that message me and say like, you know, you're not really missing anything right now. People aren't getting their hair done three times a week to go for dinner at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yes. Like it's just a different time. Still need more time. Yeah. Also, a lot of my clients had left Los Angeles to go to their homes in Napa or in Hawaii or mm-hmm. wherever, or Montana, you know? So it was like, I also knew that a lot of my people weren't there and I don't really have family there. I have some close friends, but I just felt like I still need to be in Canada mm-hmm. and I don't want to be in my parents' basement. And, so, <laughs> I, and, and so I thought, yeah. And so I was like, I think I'll do Halifax. And so I signed a year lease on this condo, which is gorgeous and I love, which makes me also feel really nice. I'm I'm big into my own space and yeah. I want to be comfortable. And this place is just so luxe that mm-hmm. I love oh, it. On yeah. the waterfront. Yeah. And so I rented the place for the year. And what I've sort of been saying to people is, I'm going to be here and seeing clients. So if you need your hair done, please send me an email. Yes, <laughs> but do it. I think once I get vaccinated and things open up, I will definitely go back to L.A. Will it be forever? I'm not sure. Will you be able to get your hair done if you're in L.A.? Definitely. But like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I'm, yeah. just, I'm not sure. I'm and feeling it out. I also, I just feel like this past year with COVID has given me a moment to like pump the brakes. Mm-hmm and slow down and really sort of analyze what I want and how I want my career to go and how I want to work day to day. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I want it to be as intense as it was, mm-hmm. you know, like I think I was kind of like, what is that? Burning the candle at both ends. Like yeah. I just feel like it was just a lot and I'm not sure exactly what I want, but it, I'm just sort of like taking a moment to be like, well, do I want to be in Canada? Do I want to be in L.A.? Do I want to do a bit of both? I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. And I'm, I'm not even making that decision yet. But it's I, nice to have the time to think about that. Totally. Yeah. And I just want to be safe and I want to be close enough to my family that if, God forbid, anything ever did happen, I could get home easily. And mm-hmm. it's not that easy between Canada and America. You know what I mean? Like, especially during COVID. So it's like, I just kind of, I'm here for now. We'll and LA's see. far. California's far. It's on the other side. Very far away. Side. Very far away. Mm, totally. But I will be back to California. I, I know yeah. that for sure. But like. You're not done there. No. I'm not done there. No. No. Oh, 
I love that. But it's not, and it's nice to have that time, but it's nice that you're here. I love and it, it. And it's like a little blessing and yeah. the people can come and get their hair done by you, yeah. which is We're hoping dope. someone, some pe- <laughs> yeah, where can people get their locks touched by you right now, Chris? Or how I'm, can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can reach out to me through Instagram or email. My Instagram is Chris Green Hair, and Green has an E at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find my email address on there. I think everyone has Instagram that's yes. listening to a podcast. So, <laughs> Fair. and we'll uh, tag yeah, it in the show it. notes too. And I'm renting a chair at a small salon on Granville Street, which is so beautiful and perfect, and it's a great spot. Shout out to Iron Salon. Yes. that's where we both get our hair done yeah. as well mm-hmm. Iron with salon. our friend Sarah, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And Everyone's Sarah and looking. I, Sarah and I work together. Years ago at Thumpers yeah. and Karen is there as well. And it's just a great little crew. And yeah, it's a mm. nice feeling. Ugh. I say that to the girls all the time when I'm in there. I'm like, gosh, I just love it here. Ah. Yeah. Oh, we're so happy mm-hmm. you're here. Oh, I can't wait to. I'm going to have to come get a blow up. Yeah. So, I can't wait. I know I was in awe of Ash's hair the other day. Uh, so I know. Thank you. <laughs> you both have gorgeous hair. So we'll have to do a hair party. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. coming we'll get in. Sarah the in. We'll get everyone. Yeah. So fun. This is amazing. It's so nice to hear your story and like honestly reflect like how you reflect on it and can kind of break it down into these moments. And just nice to hear that you had that vision that started and even that you're going through that revisioning process now. So thank you for sharing all of this with us. You're welcome lovely to hear Mm -hmm. and I think there's probably a lot of people listening that have felt that or maybe have their own aspirations or goals and they're like oh they hold themselves back or they're scared of rejection whatever but it's nice to hear like such a positive like story yeah I don't know I just feel like I wasn't born with that feeling of like rejection doesn't really it doesn't phase me. I don't know if it's a newfie Good. thing. I don't know. But it's like I just Oh no, sort of, rejection phases me. Okay. I was having like a meltdown last week. <laughs> okay. I just sort of feel, I just like you sort just of just go for it. But actually, yeah. do you know what? And I and I am gonna say this uh, because I do think this is a Newfoundland thing. And I think you are happy to speak to anyone. And I think that comes from being in Newfoundland, we come from a place where we talk funny. People <laughs> and and I think and I think this happens sometimes in Atlantic Canada as a whole, but this is something that is very important to me and bothers me a lot, is that people sometimes underestimate people from Newfoundland because they talk funny and they don't think they're as smart. Right, they don't right. think they're as bright. And first of all, those people are wrong. <laughs> like, yes. Because some of the brightest people I know come from there. But it's something that if you are aware of it, you can use it as your superpower. Right. And people think, you know, we're foolish because we'll go up and talk to anyone. Oh, you're unassuming. And and I'm like that, very much like that. People think I'm very unassuming. I'm not stupid. Like I know what I'm doing. Totally. And there's so much power in being someone that you make others feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're able to approach people. Yeah, and I think you have that. I'm sure 100%. that was. Oh, totally. I'm sure that's what Tracy and Neil saw in me. You know what I mean? Like this I'm, Canadian yeah, boy. Yeah, make people feel comfortable at the salon. And I, I truly do because I just want to make people feel good and look good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. You have that ability to just talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think I can maybe that. that is a gift of Newfoundland. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, and even when I was in probably almost two months ago, because yeah. I'm doing it my hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when we had first met, yeah. um, like you mentioned, you knew my brother. And I yeah. remember you didn't have a client at the time. So you came <laughs> by the empty chair by Sarah and you sat down. And I remember thinking he's so nice. Aww. Because we were talking the other day when I was in New York staying. I think it was the Gansevoort. There's like yes. a beautiful salon in there. And I remember walking by a few times thinking like, I should try 
and get a bloat or something. Like these people seem very legit and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, but I was very intimidated because they just seemed like there was just like this aura Intense. around them. Yeah, and it was like they were just like too cool for me. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. you and I thought, okay, well, Chris is from LA. Like maybe is that gonna am I gonna feel like that? Like, no, you're so sweet. So I think that that's what helps people get ahead in life too, is just like being kind to others. Yeah, I agree. Down to earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I always think, my dad always said to me, like the worst thing someone will say to you is no. Totally. And that is stuck in my head my whole life. Yeah. Because you realize, well, I'll just ask. If they say no, like whatever. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's Mm -hmm. like, I always just thought, well, if it doesn't work, you just try another avenue or... You I'll know. still do hair and health facts. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I just knew. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. that. And I do love how you've put yourself out there creatively, like even from the CD being oh, mailed yeah. out. With, so smart. From the, in, like to the Instagram and just having, yeah. knowing what you were doing the whole way. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out again. You know, things change and mm-hmm. Instagram has changed and there's TikTok now and reels and all the things. And I'm here in my apartment just sort of thinking like, what am I going to do next? How am I going to like, Stay Stand relevant out. and keep, yeah, keep it fresh, I guess. Oh, but I feel like you'll get there because yeah, all these out. things that you're fi- like, I've told us, I'm in awe because I always see people doing them, but those don't come to me. So I'm yeah, just I'm gonna, kudos. Yeah, it's really you. nice to hear your story. Yeah. Uh, thank and, you for and letting and me figure out how you, you got, got to where you are. It's so nice. But we're not done yet oh, yeah. because this is our favorite part of the show. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the favorite part of the, this, this show, show because right. this story <laughs> is just amazing. We play Queenie Grams here, which okay. is a made-up game of ours. It is very easy. <laughs> All you do... Oh, no, Ashley's got a question to ask you first. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Before we before, before we Queenie dive Grams. in, we just want to know, we yeah. love to ask all of our guests, what's lighting you up right now? Like, what are you the most excited about? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Honestly? Yes. I want to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That is what is like it's on the horizon. Like I can, I feel like I can see a little light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but like yeah. I'm just like I just sort of think the future mm-hmm. is lighting me up. Oh, mm-hmm. having this really last nice. year to sort of recharge my batteries and just hopeful for the future. I love that. That's yeah. great. All right, Sarah, all right. Now, Queenie Grams. So, all you have to do is pick a number between one and a hundred, and one, and I'll ask you a question, and we'll each do one and answer some oh, fun neat. questions. Okay. So, you, what number would you like, Chris? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Here we go. Ooh, can you say cheers in another language? No. What? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, we'll teach you on okay. chin chin. Oh, there is that one. Well, that that's the same it. language, but that's a good one. Different country. Santé is in French. Oh yeah. Santé. Okay. Um, Yaldi. What's Yaldi mean? Oh, Yaldi sounds like one. I don't know. Yaldi <laughs> is Croatian. Gosh, you know so many. And then Yamas is Greek. Wow. Um, this should have been your question. <laughs> clearly, you know so no. And now that. you know them. Okay, this is my question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so those are a few. Okay. So you've learned one. Okay. Wait, give me one. <laughs> Santé. Santé. Yeah. Okay. That's like to health. Okay. Cute. In French. So, you know, that's relevant in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, Santé. Love that one. Santé. (laughs) Ash, what what question would you like? We're going to give you, you get three chances at this, Chris. Okay. Oh, like I pick another number eventually? Well, Well, we're we're going to pick one, but you're going to have to answer it too. Um, I'm going to say 97. Oh. I hope it's a good one. 97. Here we go. 
If you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, Oh, that's so hard because (laughs) you get so bored of the same thing. Could it be like smoothies? Yeah, you could say that. Okay. Yeah, you can say whatever. Because then I can maybe like make different types of smoothies so I wouldn't get as bored. I don't know, but they're delicious. All right. Chris, what about you? What would you eat for the well, rest of your life? My first thought, I love garlic fingers so <laughs> much. I just love them. I love them. garlic fingers too. Sarah might have had some last night. Oh I did. <laughs> and then I was thinking brownies. Ooh. And then I instantly went to like chicken and rice because that's probably what I should be eating forever. Mm. <laughs> so... One Let's of those three. Garlic yeah. fingers. Garlic fingers. We love, oh, sure. what, what am I going to eat for the rest of my life? I almost said pizza, but we've had pizza a lot lately. So I, like, I know. Pizza is what came to my mind because I was like, oh, you can mix it up. Pasta? You like so pasta? Pizza. Do you know what I'd actually pick right now because mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like I need a vegetable is like stir fry. Okay. Yeah. Because that could you be good in varieties. the morning. Yeah. And you could have like eggs in there. Oh, that sounds good yeah. to me right now. That works. I, I like that. I love rice. I love that. Okay. I think we should do the Queenie Graham of the month for Chris. Yes. This is, gonna this is be a good one question. for you. For sure. What fad or trend do you hope comes back? And Ooh. this could even be with hair too. Mm. Whatever is in your heart. God. Mm. I know it's hard because a lot have come, come back. back. Like yeah. there's the the clips. I'm into what? the clips so much. Can I yeah. actually think about this for like a yes. second and then like you like just cut it? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's hard sometimes. Have I'm going to try and think of some, Sometimes I can think of ones that I don't want to come back, which yeah. you could also say. Someone wrote us, or a bunch of people wrote us the other day actually. I, I do like butterfly phone. clips. Someone, oh gosh, someone yeah, responded to us on Instagram and said that they wanted fanny packs to come back. I was like, um, where have you been? Because they? they're back. They're everywhere. They're and they're like, on their way out again. I was going to say they're back and gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I just thought it was funny. I was like, wow, you really missed that one, honey. Gosh. For me, I'm going to say the the butterfly c- clips. I really do like those. And then, um, I mean, a lot of the things I like. Mark, I'm you're very excited fashion. because I feel like we are in the season of, of preppiness right now. And although I don't think I dress purely preppy, I do love pleated skirts. Oh, yeah. And I'm so amped for that. Mm-hmm. That makes me excited. Okay. This isn't a good answer, I don't think. It's not like a specific thing, but it's something that I would like to talk about. Yeah. Have you guys seen Addison Ray's? performance on jimmy kimmel no oh tell us it's amazing she's she, it's like so britney spears jessica simpson <gasps> 1999 oh like the hair the makeup she's wearing like low-rise pants Stop. it's like the dancing i'm just like here for it okay Okay, but we're not into the low-rise pants. I know you guys aren't. We don't, because we have to we wear have, them, I know. Chris. You don't have to exactly. wear them. Like, my butt my butt would come out of the low-rise <laughs> pants in yeah. the back. But if you pull it up after, we'll watch it together. Okay, yeah. I love it. But you're into that vibe. That, uh, like, I, that was, like, my heyday. Okay. Like, okay. high school with totally. all those, like, teen pop stars. Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Actually, you know what? This is a really nice, like, full circle moment because Mm -hmm. that's how we started this whole conversation. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to say that I'm happy sneakers came back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I freaking love sneakers. Comfortable. Mm. I know, but like with dresses, I remember years ago seeing someone with a really cute sundress on. This was a while ago, and she had like, similar to what I have, just like this superstar plain white sneakers on. And I thought, like, that is so. Like, I thought that was, like, a lot. Like, I would never wear sneakers. Oh, was it, like, European? I just would never wear sneakers with the dress. Yeah. Because they're hitting the streets. Yeah. They got to walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. New York's very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can't wait to go to New York. 
<laughs> I love New York. So I've usually have gone for probably the last before we were married. So maybe like 12 years, at least once a year. Yeah. And this is the first year. Never gone. We'll have to go. Let's go. I love this. Sarah will come. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> oh, thank this you for having amazing. me. So thank fun. you for having me. It's been so nice to hear your story and uh-huh. get to know you and Welcome back to Halifax. Thank you so much. And everyone, you can reach out to Chris through Instagram and you can get your hair done if you're in Halifax. Yes. And we'll have his link in the show notes. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review. You can chat with us on social media at Rival and Queen. We'd love to hear from you.